information, text, and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until noon. Thanks for spending uh, some of your morning here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest looks, looks like this here this morning. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's their co- national college football writer. Bill will join us at 1025. Uh, perhaps we're going to get some... Big 12 news. I saw Randy Peterson tweet out earlier. Of course, Des Moines registers Randy Peterson, the veteran reporter, uh, that the Big 12 schedule is in the hands of the ADs, and maybe they will share it with us at some point today. Mm -hmm. If not, they may sit on it through the weekend, and we'll get it uh, first thing on Monday. So we'll see if we get a little clarity there. Uh, but Bill Bender, Trent and I will talk college football, the Power Fives in the focus. By the way, Drake is done for, by the Pioneer. Yes, Pioneer uh, today announced that they, after initially saying they're going to go conference only, mm-hmm. they're going to be moving to spring. So another domino falls, at least of the lower level. I also oh, so saw. There, so I didn't see the spring part. So well, there. maybe I'm just assuming that okay. they will be moving to spring. And uh, the Big Sky yesterday, another yeah. really good conference yeah. in the FCS level. They announced that they're moving things back, so it continues to happen. I believe I, uh, you and I was scheduled to play Idaho State, who's part of the Big Sky. Mm-hmm. That game, of course, uh, off the board here. And now well, we the just Missouri wait. Valley might be off the board until spring because that decision. Yes, because we've seen the Ivy League, we've seen the Patriot uh-huh. League, we've seen a number of these leagues make that decision. I mean, the power leagues are, of course, the Missouri Valley Football Conference, uh-huh. the Colonial. Yeah. Uh, you have the Ohio Valley, which is pretty decent. I mean, those are some of the major ones at the FCS level. And as I was talking yesterday with Chris Williams, I, I we were talking about what's going to be the one non-conference game for Iowa State. I just always assumed it would be South Dakota. I figured when they scheduled that Ball State game, the language was going to be very easy for them to get out of it. Yeah, and it was. But is FCS going to have football? And that well, means then all that's left on the schedule is mm-hmm. Ball State or... And this was a fun path to go down. Try to find somebody else. Somebody else that's not currently on the schedule mm-hmm. in another route that they go. There are two conferences right now that still say they're going to try to play 12. It's mm-hmm. the Sun Belt. They the lost American a ton Athletic. of games with the SEC and ACC. And the American, which you have Central Florida, Memphis, SMU, Houston. A lot of really good programs there. Is that the route that they're going to go? How about Central Florida coming up to Ames? Mm. Well, it's, we'll we'll see, Trent. We'll see very quickly. I think the uh, Missouri Valley Conference is is going to, um, I think, share. Well, I, I saw it for, it one of the NFL draft guys. I think it was Dane Brugger because the the Bison have two first round picks. Mm-hmm. Not only Lance the quarterback, but there's an offensive lineman who is a late first round projected pick as well. Uh, it's got a tough name to pronounce, uh, but you know the the uh, premise of his tweet was, "What does this do?" Because they're not going to be the only ones that are going to be drafted. They're probably the only first-round picks Mm -hmm. on the Missouri Valley Conference. But apparently we're going to find out. And the um, rumor is that they're moving to spring. So then Ball State, and then we don't know what's going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. And then the scramble is on because we know it's going to start on September the 12th. The Big 12 will start playing, and then they're going to take up a week off before resuming their conference only. But what that conference only schedule looks like. 
Maybe we will find out today. Mitch Holtis is in his normal spot at 1050. He's the voice of the Chiefs. Papa John sponsors Mitch Holtis. He's with us every day during training camp. He will join us every week once weekly uh, during the regular season. Dave Sproul uh, at 11.05 on Iowa State. Tom Cakert on Iowa at 11.25. And then Friday, that means Claxon's Barbecue at about 11.45-ish. We'll give you four props. If you get the most right, you'll win a $35 gift certificate from Claxon's. The runner-up, 25 Claxon, bbq.com, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Well, not a good day for the local teams if you want to... You know, throw the Minnesota Wild in there and the mm. Chicago Cubs mm. and the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. Now, the, the regional Royals teams. Won. The regional, right. Uh, the Royals won. Brewers won. Um, but the Brewers, are, I've always thought they're kind of a stretch, but the Royals aren't. And they I just still think pounded. the White Sox are more of a stretch than the Brewers. Do we really? I do. I think there are more Brewer fans than there are White Sox fans. It's in just the city of Chicago. Yeah, but nobody cares there. I mean, you'd see the attendance figures. That's a that's an organization that was destined for Tampa for a long time. Mm-hmm. What do they put in? What when did what they average last year? Thirty what? Thousand? Yeah, they had to. The average. White Sox? You don't think they averaged thirty thousand? No. What do you think they averaged? Twenty two. I'll go over twenty six. I'll go over. No chance. White Sox. White Sox 2019 average attendance. I'm taking the over 26,000. Come average on, Trent, attendance. 2019 Chicago White Sox 21,442. Worse than I thought. 30,000. Well, still, how about the Brewers? Well, the Brewers got a hell of a ballpark. They do. That's a hell of a ballpark. And they're the only. And they're the only game in town in Wisconsin. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go Brewers. Oh no, now they'll be they'll they'll fly over 30. Thirty six thousand ninety. Yeah. So you think there's more Brewers fans? Than I do. There might be anybody that grew up in Wisconsin. Well, not anybody, but most people that grew up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. they're Brewers fans. If you grew up in Chicago, you had to make a choice, and most of the choices, uh, most of the people chose the North Side. And then, of course, what you have with the Cubs and just the national poll and the WGN yeah, and everything huge. else. So, yeah, I, I think I don't know. I would love to have that number. I told you years and years ago. Uh, had on the guy that was the Team apparel buyer for Shields. This is well, probably seven, eight years ago. Were you trying now. to get a buy out of them no, or something? No, no. It, it was because it was a conversation we continually had about oh, what, was of rankings where they where they fit. Yes, yep, and yep. it was mostly NFL because we mm-hmm. know Cubs obviously far and away number one in baseball. So your your premise of fandom in Central I was based on how much uh, member uh, no, how much apparel yes Shields sells right and mm-hmm. and what they do most. Now it was far and away. But wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that um, kind of be skewed by the way that the, how the team was playing. I the think last so, year. and I think that was a part of it. The Bears were good that season, uh-huh. and the Bears were number one. But it was just trying to figure out. But he told us that it was basically a quarter down the middle. Yeah, it was I a quarter Bears, thing. a quarter Chiefs, quarter Packers, and a quarter Vikings. Mm-hmm. It was about as even of a split as you can find. And yeah, it fluctuates when a team's good, and when a team's really good, it goes to another level. He did say though, when the Bears are good, that does go to another level. So does it? You know, if you're you're cutting up those four teams, everything is even. Now, right now, it would be the Chiefs, right? Sure, they're on top. Yeah, world champion and everything yeah. else, and it's and easy to jump back the on. the their quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> jump back on the bandwagon. It's a fun guy to buy a jersey for because you're going to mm-hmm. have it for the next 13 years, right. and you're not going to have to get a new one to come in there. But if everything is even, would you go Bears first? Do you think it is Bears in this market first? I think Packers are four. 
Probably. Yes, so, I think you're right there. So if we put Packers four, and I'm not saying they're a distant fourth by any no, means. No. I think, as you say, I think it's 25-25, but if we're, if we're going to maybe put them at 22 or 21, mm-hmm. then we got to distribute those other four points. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And probably Chiefs two this and is... then Vikings three and Packers Yes, four. I think you're right. I think I... that's the right uh-huh. one for baseball. Cubs far and away to one. By, by, by Cardinals two, yep. significant two? No, closer than you think. Twins, Royals, pro... Ooh, that's a tough one. Probably mm. Royals? No, I wouldn't think so. No? I would go Twins. Twins and certainly, I mean, the Royals have been bad outside mm-hmm. of the World Series. They were bad for so long, too. Yep. But I think that took away a lot of that fandom. Who is Brewers the... fifth, White Sox sixth? Okay, I'll buy that. Is the is Central Iowa? I was thinking this last night. Actually, it's funny you got down this path. I think that I'm the only resident of Central Iowa that that roots for this team, and there's not a lot of people in Central Iowa mm-hmm. that are the sole fan of a team in one of the major four sports. Right. Like I don't want to throw out. Quinnipiac. Right? <laughs> sure, sure. And but, there's somebody that got a job at Wells Fargo, and yeah. that's where they went to school. So, and I, and I would think it would have to be a hockey team. Like, is there an Ottawa Senators fan? Oh, yeah. There's one Winnipeg Jets fan. It's me. Well, I, Tyler Allen also here. Who's from Tyler Allen? Tyler Allen, who uh, produces our show when we were at Principal Park last year. Yeah. He's got the beard. He's a Jets fan. That's nah, not his team, though. Well, he's a Jets fan. Yeah, but that's not his not team. Not quite the same. No. I mean, there's... would there be an NBA team? I... The Grizzlies? Is there anybody that? There's is... got to be somebody from Memphis. Yeah, there's got to be somebody from Sacramento. Is there? In Central Iowa, um, that the Kings might be a good one. That might hockey because of popularity does. I mean, Calgary Flames. Is there a Calgary? Yeah, Flames there is. I, I deal with. I'm not deal with him. We, I tweet okay. back and forth with him. He's an Iowa State grad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's one. Yeah. Phoenix Coyotes? Yeah, for sure. There's people from Phoenix. Yeah. For sure. Probably. Uh-huh. And people that winter down there and they have yep. season tickets. So, yeah, you could buy that. But what Sacramento Kings are certainly not a major league team that doesn't have a single fan in Central Iowa. <laughs> right. Likewise with the NFL, it's got to be NBA or NHL, and there's got to be, there's there's more likely to be a Sacramento Kings fan than an Ottawa Senators Winnipeg. Well, the Jets are taken. I've got them. How about Charlotte? Name change. If you jumped on when they were the Hornets and they moved to New Orleans, now they're the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Charlotte became the Bobcats. Now they're back to being the Hornets. Did they have a a hawk or a clone that did anything there? <sighs> well, B.J. Armstrong, remember thirty for thirty yeah, when he but, was with Charlotte. Yeah, sure, but more. So but then they changed, mean, yeah. and you don't remember him as that. Sipker, he's a Pelicans fan. He's the he's and got the Pelicans. There's going to be, I'm sure, a lot of young people <laughs> right. to jump on with Zion. Yeah. That become Pelican fans at this point. But yeah, I think hockey's the right one. Ottawa Senators, that's Ottawa. a really good one. Uh-huh. Is anybody a Florida Panthers fan? Yeah, for sure there are. There's, I love John Van Beesbrook. I did, I've, in fact, the, I still have it in the, the basement. the rats on the, yes. on, on the ice? I have uh, a jersey still that Jack will be handed to when uh, he grows into his first hockey jersey. It'll be a Florida Panthers one. And of all people, John unless you, Van Beesbrook. Unless you hook up with uh, some, something else with the Jets uh, one to, to get him on the hockey side of things. Well, I don't have to worry about my squad. They're out for the wild. Oh. They uh, did not look good yesterday, Trent. They, uh, they, they were lethargic in that hockey game. Uh, I think you got to change goalies. I From do. where they were, game one, it's a they different great. team. Yeah, and then, you got to give Vancouver credit; they came mm-hmm. out. It was fun. It's been it's been a blast watching hockey all day long. Yeah, I mean all day long. And what did you say today? 
11 o'clock this morning, there's six games. Six games, all elimination games? Uh, I would think they all got to be, yeah. Because everything would well, be Well, unless there's one, one of those seeding games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. No, they all are. Are they really? So, 11 o'clock, Islanders up 2-1 against the Panthers. Uh-huh. One thirty, Predators, Coyotes. Coyotes are up 2-1 there. Mm-hmm. Canadians, a chance to move on as the 12 seed against the Penguins. Blackhawks, a chance as the 12 seed to move up at 545. <laughs> That's part of Claxons, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, the Hawks are. Uh, Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, 2-1 Columbus there. Won Columbus won overtime last night. And late night tonight, the Wild look to stave off elimination against the Canucks. The nightcap, six hockey games. If you're a hockey All fan, you're in hog heaven here today. Should be a blast. Uh, we got Cubs cards. Pretty good weekend of sports. Mm-hmm. Of course, the uh, uh, the PGA is going on. Zach Johnson, not the one at the, uh, not the other Zach Johnson. I was Zach Johnson. He had a really good round yesterday. He did, Fred. yeah. We talked about it early and just how much he has struggled over the last mm-hmm. year and a half, almost two years now. And what he did there in a course that certainly didn't feel like it was going to be the kind of course for him. They're just underway here in the second round is, of course, they started at 7 o'clock, I think Mm -hmm. it was, uh, out there, 9 o'clock our time. So underway, Jason Day, fun to see him, a guy that I think is easy to root for just because of all the the vertigo. Remember when Vertigo hit? Was it the British Open? Yes, I think you're right. I think it was. And he was actually lying down. I remember he had to... He had to park himself. My guy Xander Shoffley. Yeah, he's off to a good start. Handed him out Wednesday. Got him at eighteen to one. So fingers crossed on that one. It's, you just want somebody in the hunt on Sunday. So you get yeah. a, a cheap thrill for your money, right? You right. Get, get a run for your money. That's all you can ask. Kind of like having a horse in front turning for home. And how about Kepka yesterday? It's unreal. It, it just completely. Yep. He played better. It's at Memphis. that chip on his shoulder, it, Trent. You it hit is. it. You and Rudy hit it yesterday. There's there's not a golfer that can do it at the level that he can. Uh-huh. Take these little slights and turn them into a huge it's deal. Like he's got a switch. I won the last two PGAs and I'm not in the feature group and I'm pissed about it. Yep. And here I go and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play better them. than I have all year long. And he did yesterday. Yes, he did. He did yesterday. Going to be a fun tournament. It's got a chance to be a really good leaderboard into mm-hmm. Sunday night. Of course, Cubs cards on Sunday night. That is Sunday night baseball at six. But if the leaderboard looks like it potentially could um uh, gonna be hard not to uh, not to watch the golf uh, oliver martin is leaving yes uh back in the transfer portal well, football's back we're talking oliver martin again here we go man oh man last august wasn't oh. he a topic Whew. well it was june is he yeah. coming july yeah. he is here. coming august oh he's gonna take over yeah well, when he field. scored that touchdown, that non-con game against yeah. Miami under the lights, I mean, I know there's no roof on, on Kinnick Stadium, but man, it was loud through the television. A lot of excitement for a that second was in, Was that in your end zone? It was, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, right down in front yeah. of where we are, and uh, you're exactly right. The the explosion Oof. that happened, here it goes. And that was it. He played a lot early on. and But as far as moments, that, mm-hmm. was, that was it, and back in the transfer portal he goes. So, what's the anticipation? Is it that FCS level again as we kind of come full know. circle to our beginning conversation. Will there be FCS football? Because if he transfers again, is he going to get another waiver? I wouldn't think to so. be eligible right away. I wouldn't think so. At this point, he's a junior. Right. You got to think you'd transfer down to the FCS yeah, level and be eligible right away. Maybe is he going to U and I? Is he going to South Dakota State, North Dakota State, doing something on those well, lines? And his decisions made a little bit more difficult because of COVID nineteen this year. Yes, right. There's no doubt. And we're in August. This just in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, man, oh man, I don't know. Camp starts today. Uh. Oliver Martin won't be a part of it, though. No, it, 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 it's for sure. He won't be a part of it. It just feels... I'm still not there. I just can't allow myself not. to embrace yeah. the fact that... Call, I don't want my heart to be broken. 
And I feel that's where that's what everybody's setting themselves up for. We'll see. Speaking Obviously. of Iowa, how about their announcement yesterday? Ten to fifteen thousand yeah, people allowed uh, in. I'm surprised, Trent, because um, look, I'm glad mm-hmm. that fans are going to be allowed in. Penn State, talk about flip flopping. No fans. Then the afternoon they're going to have ten to fifteen thousand fans. Yeah, I missed that. Part then of last it. night again, no fans. So they got to make up their minds, right? Yeah, you can't just keep flip flopping back and forth. So and- if 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 um, Bart is only going to do ten to fifteen at Kinnick, mm-hmm. and Pollard has come out and said they've capped it at thirty, might they have to walk things back up in Ames? Well, it, this has been something that I struggled with with the get go with the thirty thousand in every stadium, not just Jack Trice. Is if you're continuing to talk about social distancing, you can't even if you do every other row, you're still going to be within six feet of people right. to do that fifty percent capacity. When you're talking about social distancing, it never made sense. And if and if they are going to do every other row, I want in the top row because if I'm somebody's coughing from above me, right? right. I'm in row four, and there's somebody up above me in row trickling eight. down on you. <laughs> Uh, I know you're, I mean, masks are mandatory, yeah. clinic as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they're going to take away those rows right around the stadium. Because, yes, yeah. You know, you're so close, as you mentioned yesterday. That was a great point. I never even thought about that aspect of things. I didn't think there were going to be fans in the building. I thought maybe the elites mm-hmm. would be allowed in. Suites. Yep. You can, of course, keep them separated. Mm-hmm. That's very easy. Go that route. I thought maybe parents, family members, sure. you know, the four tickets yeah. or whatever it is yeah. that go to the families, that would still happen. And and maybe a, a choice select few students would be able to get in. That would kind of be it. Of the 15,000, did you see how many were earmarked for students? Do you know? I didn't. They didn't have that number out there. And they did say that there, there are yes. some will be um, you know, given to the student body, as rightly so. Because it's about 10,000 that they sell student tickets every year. Uh-huh. Do you cut that? 2,500, 2,000? Yeah, and probably a quarter of that, 20% uh-huh. of that, something. So you got a couple thousand students. You have your big wigs in the suites, which constitutes, and, and the other uh, what club level seats and things like that. I mean, what's that constitute? Maybe a thousand total, something. And then you're talking about about ten thousand Spread remaining, out. spreading out across the stadium, which to maintain social distancing. And these that aren't, stadium, and you can't get season tickets; they're single game right. only, right? Yeah. So I wonder, you know, with our group tickets, what what's going to happen there? We have, I think, eight tickets between our group. Uh huh. So is do you it, think you'll get one game? Do you think one, you'll get half? You'll get four tickets for, for one, one game? game and four for the other. That would probably make sense. It's yeah, we'll have to figure out mm. how that's going to be. And then tailgating. Now we tailgate in a private lot right across from Kinnick. Uh-huh. Now, didn't I see an announcement about Melrose yesterday that they're not going to what are they, vendors? The vendors, vendors that right go there out there. Big ass turkey leg guy. Right, right. He's not going to be there uh-huh. anymore. So that, that takes so much of the ambiance away I'm too. With you. But. Inside the actual university lots, they're doing basically 50-50 a spot, going to be open every spot. In between, what does that mean, though, for those private lots? Is that going to be something that's handed down by University Heights? Is that something that's handed down by Iowa City? Mm. Making those decisions and determinations, what constitutes a gathering? Gatherings, is that still part of the law? Gatherings you more than what? ten. Since we don't carry the daily yeah. press conferences anymore, I'm kind of out of touch on these things with uh, what's going on in Iowa. Well, obviously, it can't because if they're allowing ten thousand people in, that's more than ten uh-huh. people. Yeah. So that's still going to be allowed because for so many of these people, you think of when you have these lots or you have parking areas in your yard, as happens a lot by Kinnick Stadium. That's a huge part of how they pay for their property taxes, which are through the roof because oh, sure. of where they are. You take that away, that's going to impact mm-hmm. a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Wow.
Different year, Trent Condon, but yes. uh, we'll see again. I'm not going to. It might take right up until uh, the Thursday of Labor Day week mm-hmm. before I allow myself to even think that it's really going to. Until I, there's I a ball in the air. I until, don't have a Phil Steele. Until Illinois, Ohio State comes. Yeah. And then maybe. I mean, we don't have Phil Steeles. No. And Though he said he was going to send us some. I'm waiting. Yeah, I've been looking you, downstairs. Have you? Unless somebody I mean, nabbed Whether we get one sent to us or not, I mean, normally we've got them oh, the, yeah. the first day that they come out. And mm-hmm. Not that it's wasted money. I just don't want to read it, get all pumped up, and then have the rug <laughs> pulled up from underneath me. That's the way I feel. Anyways, Cakes and Owen iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword HAPPY to 200-200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000. That's HAPPY to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Bill Bender from the Sporting News will talk college football with Trent and I. Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs at 1050. And then we'll do Dave Sproul on Iowa State, Tom Cakert, Iowa, Claxons giveaway at uh, 11.45 as we take you up until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, KXNO and 106.1. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460, KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Mitch Holtus coming up in about 20 minutes, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs in his daily training camp uh, spot. Uh, let's get Bill Bender in here. He covers college football for the Sporting News. A huge Packer fan. I saw Lambeau for the month of September will not have a single fan uh, in the stands. Lambeau leaps uh, going to be a thing of the past. Well, will they still leap into the stands, Bill? That's going to be odd. Could be odd. Occupational hazard to try to do that. I don't know. Um, you know, it's a it's another wrinkle to what we're dealing with here. But hey, it's good to talk to you guys, and uh, thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate you coming on, Bill Bender. Uh, lots of ground to cover. We're seeing more uh, first round picks, potential first round picks. Well, the ones that um, I mean, obviously Parsons and Moore and uh, Bateman and dot 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 Rosso. Uh, these are all first round picks by all accounts opting out. Here's my question, Bill. Is there another shoe to drop, and that shoe that I'm referring to is Fields or Lawrence, one of the two quarterbacks that are going to hear their names very early in the the draft? Has there been anything definitively that, no, I'm not doing, I'm playing college football this year from either of those two athletes? Well, Fields on the um, conference call the other day made it sound like he he hadn't really thought about dropping out, which is good for the sport, obviously. He's a tremendous player, and you know. But the Big Ten in general, what's kind of disappointing is we've seen Bateman, Parsons, Rondale Moore. I mean, what other reason is there to put on Purdue than Rondale Moore? Yeah. Um, and he's not going to be playing. And then I thought saw a couple more this morning. So it, it's it is a trend. Um, but I, you know, I think that the contending teams are going to avoid it. I, I, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, those guys are playing. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah. and we we want to see the guys out there as long as we're going to have football. With the Big Ten Ten's announcement, Ken is still on the fence. Just maybe until the ball's in the air, he's not going to completely believe we're going to see it. But it certainly ramped I just it up don't want for me. my heart broken, Bill. <laughs> it's understandable. It really is. That got me revved up though when he saw the announcement. You saw the ten game schedule. What did that do for you? You're in this. You're in this grind every single day. The important day. The importance that you have 
in your job of college football. Did the Big Ten schedule release do anything for you to change your perception? Will we have 2020 football? I like to see it on paper. Mm-hmm. I do. Me I think too. It's good to see things on paper and, and be able to plot things out. I told you on the, the break that I'm kind of plotting out our new top 25 now, and you <laughs> adjust. It's a, just a fun world that I'm adjusting to player opt-outs where you know, I think Minnesota takes a little bit of hit yeah. with their schedule and, and the loss of Bateman. Um, and those kind of things you're factoring in, but we'll have a new t- top 25 up soon. I saw the coaches pool. Won't be that much different than theirs, but um, – you know, that top 10 hasn't changed much regardless. Uh, well, that's that's good news. Um, it makes it easier on you, but I'm assuming if one of the two quarterbacks did drop, then then all bets are off on that one. Bill, the players that are banding together, realizing that if there ever was a, a moment for them to uh, to really come together as, as groups in each of the conferences and to have their voices heard, uh, I, I don't think it's falling on deaf ears, Bill. I don't. Now, I don't think that uh, the money thing that was part of the Pac-12's list of demands, uh, share in that look they're going to get something at some point i don't think this is the year to be asking for that considering the circumstances but i do think that they make a lot of valid points and it seems as though i mean kevin warren right from the get-go was was all ears larry scott kind i think had to be nudged that way but do you see it that way that the players are having their voices heard and they will get some concessions out of this in order to go forward with the season I can meet you halfway, Ken. I think this is the year to ask for it, but it's not the year they're going to get it because, I mean, they did it a month before the season. But there's no better time to ask in a season when you're putting your livelihood on the line and so many players are opting out. And I think these players have realized just how much power they wield. I mean, they've always known that, but this is the best time to put it out there. Now, how long will it take? I I do. I'm 100% agreeing with you on uh, Kevin Warren. He's done a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. He's been progressive. He's been as pragmatic as possible. He's listening to the players. They made a schedule that spans September 3rd to December 19th. And um, I truly believe if they do pull the plug, the Big Ten would probably be the first one to do it. Is, is this breaking news here that Maryland has just had six kids opt out? Oh, wow. Have we heard that before? I, that was the first I heard it. Yeah, I, I knew that Josh Jackson was one. Quarterback, yeah. So, so there again. I mean, look at the Big Ten, and you know what? I, I'm going to run this theory by you. I think part of it in the Big Ten is the shadow Ohio State cast over everybody. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you're Rondale Moore, what are you playing for? You're playing you're for Maryland second at best. Back. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. I mean, Ohio State's so much farther ahead yeah. of everybody, and I know Jim Harbaugh made some news this week as he Whoa, did he ever. Yeah. We can discuss that if you want, but my, my point is Ohio State is so much better than everybody else in the Big Ten that it says something to me when guys like Parsons and Bateman are, are going to opt out. Those guys are on teams that were, were picked to finish first or second in their divisions. Well, let, let's talk about that news, Bill, because it's certainly reverberated. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about that. Harbaugh uh, accusing, uh, um, accusing Ohio State of... I guess cheating, for yeah, lack of yeah, a better absolutely. word, right? For pushing the limits. And, and then the blowback was something to behold. And you don't see that very often, Bill Bender. So for those folks who didn't hear it, I kind of share what was said in the back and forth between 
maybe the one of the better rivalries, Ryan Day, and he says, and now he wouldn't admit that he said it, but he said, boy, I hope there's a mercy rule because we're going to beat Michigan by 100 or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, a good friend of mine at Bucknuts, uh, Dave Biddle, reported that story that Harbaugh pointed out that they were there was instruction going on at Ohio State before Friday, and Dave told him to worry about his own team and then told his team later that the Big Ten should implement a mercy rule because they're going to hang 100 on <laughs> Michigan, and this is all rivalry stuff that I think is outstanding. Yeah, I mean, for Michigan's in, if you're Harbaugh, you probably shouldn't say anything, but when has that ever stopped him before? Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then on day's end, I mean, that just shows that nastiness that he's a competitor. I mean, and if you didn't know that, I mean, just look at last year's scores. They beat everybody by double digits in the Big Ten. He's kind of taken what Urban's done, and I can't believe I'm saying it. I, I think he's enhanced what Urban's done in wow. a lot of ways. And, and, I mean, the recruiting hasn't dropped off. They've got an offense that people love to play in, and they throw it around. I mean, I just say that from this standpoint. They throw it around a little more with Ryan. Than Urban did, which was more of a power spread, power rushing attack. I mean, is that off base saying that? No, mm-hmm. no, that that's exactly what it was and what they've turned into here. And Urban Meyer, it was about Urban Meyer. You don't get that same feeling that's with good Day. Point, Trent. I do. You it do it was all that, about yeah. Urban here. He's a heck of a coach, as we've already seen at this point in his career. And you bring in that kind of talent, but boy, it just doesn't seem like you get all the extras you got with Urban Meyer. No, it's. It, it's interesting. I think Ryan Day's been a breath of fresh air yeah. in Columbus in a lot of ways because he's just there and he's a bright offensive mind. And I say that about the throwing it around. I mean, I played receiver in high school, so we just we were always open and we should throw every play. <laughs> I mean, that's how football should be played, right? Even when I'm coaching flag football now, I my my wife and all the parents get mad because they're like, you should run the ball more. And I say, well, that's just not who I am. <laughs> I, I love throwing the thing around. I'm like the Mike Leach of flag football. Nice. Here, so um, maybe throw too much, but that's okay. Uh, did Tua's brother get eligibility to Maryland? They're first up on Iowa's schedule, and and that's where Tua's brother ended up, correct? Did he? Not? Yeah, he did. He did. I don't know if he did. I'm going to have to double-check that, but I may need that now. Um, they yeah. may need that waiver now. Um yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting that, that that's happened. I'm going to have to add that to our growing opt-out list when I get off the phone. But um, it is, it's just a development that seems to be hitting the Big Ten a little bit harder than the other conferences. I mean, Michigan State's had a couple linemen opt-out. Um, obviously, the Parsons one was huge. Yeah. I think Parsons hit me because I, I really believed, He's so other good. than maybe Derek Stingley, Mike, Micah Parsons, the other best defensive player in the mm. country. Yeah, Stingley at LSU. I mean, that's uh, that's elite territory right there. I'm with you on Parsons. He's clearly a top five pick uh, in this coming NFL draft. So if if the Big Ten is first, and we certainly we don't we we want college football. Want to be really clear. I want college football in the worst way, right? I'm just scared to allow myself to want college football and have my heart broken. That's where I'm at. So, um, if indeed the Big Ten does decide to to bag it, has there been talk about? them moving to spring does power five um conference football work in the spring bill knowing that you know for the most part i don't know the number i would guess 70 percent of guys drafted maybe 65 are all from power five conferences maybe that number's too high but you get my point does it make sense for the power five to move to the spring um no uh, unfortunately i mean they could try it and we could try to like it but we won't like it like we we will like our football in the fall 
My honest opinion is I'm really uncertain we're going to play college football at all, but it's okay to have the schedules out there to give us some hope, mm-hmm. and at least they have a plan if, if we're a go. I still think the NFL is going to try to push through it well, I do play yeah. and figure it out and play, and, and with all the money that they get from that, that they can get away. I think they can get away with some things that college football can't. And, you know, it, whether it's something as simple as a frat party that gets 20 guys sick, that can happen in college. I think the NFL can almost get away with bubbling their teams a little bit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I mean, you're seeing it in baseball. Baseball's had some incidents, obviously, and we thought it was going to be over. But, I mean, the Marlins are back out there. Right. And the Cardinals, Cardinals tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah, against the Cubs. Yeah. And, and we'll get to see them finally back out on the field. Hey, Bill, uh, you mentioned the top 25 that came out from the coaches' poll yesterday. How different was it than what you had out there, your latest version of the top 25? And you said you're continuing to uh, change on that. But anything, any huge discrepancies that you saw between what the coaches were and where you were? I think just Minnesota takes a hit. And I'm redoing ours right now as we speak and kind of wrestling with some decisions. I think Minnesota losing Bateman combined with that early schedule of Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa is tough. Mm-hmm. Maybe bumps them down a little bit. Um but the top 10 is going to stay pretty much the same. I mean, Penn State might drop a spot or two. Um, Michigan will probably be in that customary 15th spot. And <laughs> there's some teams I like toward the end a little more. I mean, I, I like North Carolina a lot. Yep, me too. Got a quarterback. My, my, some of my friends are accusing me of liking them too much hmm. because they're, that's just because they're Notre Dame fans. And I may or may not have texted them that <laughs> the Irish are going down in Chapel Hill in December. Uh, Bill Bennett. Now the coaches poll has both Iowa and Iowa state. What? 23 and 25 was yes. it Trent? Yep. Iowa 23, uh, Iowa state 25. Will they both show up or are they, and I know it's in pencil right now as you make some adjustments. Are they in yours, Bill? They got one in there at the end, and the other I left off. But, I mean, that's that range of 23 to 25 is very subjective. I mean, that's where you're jamming in teams like Boise State. And, I mean, I don't even know. The Mountain West apparently is going to do an 8-2 and model, and we'll see. Um, I know the ACC schedule. There's a lot of group of five schools that showed up on there with their plus one. I mean, Liberty made the most out of that. I think they're playing three or four ACC schools. Works out pretty well for Liberty and, and Hugh Freeze down there. And uh, don't think he's going to be in the doctor's bed, the dentist bed, uh, this year up in the booth. Bill Better joining us from the Sporting News. Bill, with that, uh, as you look, those teams that are in that 20 to 25 range, for a lot of these schools, it's going to be 5-5 five and five will be a successful year, depending on the way the schedule works out here. It's going to be crazy just how much, if we get these 10-game schedules in, how much we're going to have to adjust our expectations without having three, sometimes four cream puffs there in the non-conference. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, what's a successful season? I think, to me, five and five, you go to a bowl game if, if they have them, and then uh, you go from there. Um, I, I do think the conference-only schedule is going to be fun mm-hmm. in, in terms of if we do get it. That means, you know, right now, the Big Ten has the this, this stage all to themselves on the first weekend, if they do play on Labor Day weekend, um, you know, the Pac-12 and, and um, ACC aren't doing that. The SEC isn't doing that. So, you know, it'd be cool to flip around and you got Michigan, Purdue, and, you know, Michigan State on and Iowa on. and That Thursday night or Ohio State, Illinois, I mean, that's less than a month away, guys. I know it. It's really ambitious, but at the same time, it does excite you a little bit. 
Yeah, and it won't be the only Thursday night game, Bill. I think that the because of the 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 TV money, I I anticipate the Big Ten is going to take some Thursdays and Fridays that as of right now aren't on the schedule. But once this all shakes out, I I anticipate that the Big Ten is going to fill some of those slots, don't you? Oh, for sure. And you know, if they can get their ten games in and go from there, and, and if that can happen safely, we'll see. Um, you know, it's just wild times. It changes day to day. I mean, even here in Ohio. Uh, yesterday, our governor tested positive for COVID, and today it was a false positive, apparently. It's so crazy. I don't know what to do day to day. Yeah, you know, I just uh, kind of tried to take it one day. <laughs> like the coaches say, it's the worst cliche ever, but it's the most apropos when you tell people you literally take it one day at a time at this point. Yeah, and Purdue will take it without Rondell Moore, and they open Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State. That's almost that is unfair. It's not it's not almost unfair. At Michigan, home to Iowa, home to Ohio State. Bill Bender well, from the yeah, go ahead. Ken, Ken, I would say that's the opt out that hurts the most because I yeah. just enjoyed watching him it's play. So fun. It didn't matter who Purdue was playing when you turned on the, the game. Like he's going to create a mismatch. He could take it to the house at any point. And I, I get he's doing what's best for him, and mm, I would never. Sure criticize that but it's okay to miss him this season no absolutely bill and you turn on his freshman season and you i mean he he made buckeyes look human for crying out loud Mm -hmm. so much. bill bender from the sporting news bill we will uh, talk to you next week thank you appreciate it hey you guys the best thanks so much good to talk to you bill bender sporting news as he joins us to talk a little college football purdue at uh, at michigan home to iowa home to Ohio State, at Illinois, at Wisconsin. David Bell's a hell of a wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, look, he's, he was really good last yeah. year. I agree with you. But think of how good he would have been with Moore on the other or oh, Moore is yeah. another option. Yes, and, and what they did with Rondell Moore and just in the slot and giving him the ball in different, different avenues there. Bell's your prototypical kind of outside guy. Mm-hmm. And then Moore in the slot. It would have been so much fun to watch. But for Iowa... It's a good thing. And now the Maryland news, Trent, with all of those guys opting out. So you got six guys for Maryland. That's your opponent week one. No Rondale Moore. That's your opponent week two. No Parsons out. Bateman out. Bateman out. Those are two teams. And maybe no fans in the stands at Penn State. And no Michigan State lost a couple of guys, one on each side of the ball in the trenches. It's all coming up. Iowa did lose Oliver Martin to transfer, but I think they're going to be okay. They should be okay, Trent. They should be okay. Uh, Mitch Holtis joins us next. It's uh, quarter before the hour of 11 10 45 with miller and condon mitch holt is next we take you until noon we're about an hour away from giving away an opportunity for two of our listeners to win some barbecue from klaxons we take you until noon on des moines sports station 1460 kx and owen 106 Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. You know, Trent, we should have, not the addition of all the other sports going on, we should have had the Hall of Fame game last night. Really? That's when that was that scheduled was supposed for? to be played last night? Wow, that one just slipped through the cracks. For whatever reason, it's, it's on the list of my favorite events of the year just because it kind of cuts the ribbon. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm not saying I get into the game. It just mm-hmm. means that football's back. It's back, but we'll have to make it do with the, uh, the Hall of Fame game. Mitch Holtis is back with us. Hello, Mitch Holtis. How are you? Well, hello, Ken. Hello, Trent. Yeah, I, I love the Hall of Fame game, too, for that reason. However, it's not 
that good to play in it, although you get several days where you're at the Hall of Fame. But it just it, it usually in normal environment cuts into the summer and then that game is it's really a high school stadium. It's mm-hmm. it's uh it's not conducive to a uh, uh preseason game, but yeah, that's if you're not playing in it it's good because it signifies hey football's here and we've all waited a long time for it. No doubt. What's Canton like, Mitch? Uh Norwalk with that. That's not right. It's a bigger <laughs> town than that. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it aims with the Hall of Fame. Okay. With a really cool Hall of Fame. That's a bucket list. Is it? Yeah. It if they've be. not been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it, that is, you know, some Halls of Fame are good. Some are like, wow, that's kind of disappointing. I mean, I've not been to Cooperstown, but Canton is worth it. It's, uh, uh, that's, a, that's actually a destination trip for someone who wants to do a, uh, Hey, we're not going to fly. We're going to drive and do some stuff. That's Canton, Ohio is good for that. But just not great to fly in and out of there and necessarily do a football game there unless you're doing Canton McKinley against Alliance. <laughs> we're talking with Mitch Holtis here. Mitch, as we look at the Chiefs this year, there aren't a whole lot of weak spots. They bring basically everybody back from last year's championship team. We know how good the offense is. But if there is a question mark you look at, it's at the cornerback position. No, not the quarterback position cornerback position tell us a little bit how deep this squad is and how many different names are going to be vying to play anymore it's not about having two three a lot of times you need four good cornerbacks to survive in today's nfl trent i'll see your four and raise you five mm-hmm. it's almost if you've got five yeah. like two really good ones and two pretty good ones and then one that you're developing last year the chiefs used five and all five had their moments of glory including Rashad Fenton, who was very good in the playoffs and uh, was good in Super Bowl 54 as a nickelback. Uh, Ken knows this. His Broncos, uh, they win the whole shebang yep. in 2015. No fly zone. The two best corners, arguably, in the league with Tlaib and, and Chris Harris. But here's Chris Harris, KU guy, uh, Tulsa kid, undrafted, and will go down along with Rod Smith and some others as one of the best undrafted players in the history of the league. Well, to get an undrafted corner is really hard to do. Corner is like pitcher in baseball. You can't get enough of them. And if you find them, you get a safe deposit box and keep them. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, but Shabarius Ward is an interesting study for the Chiefs uh, because last year he was probably their most steady corner. Not super flashy, but steady. And he got better as the season went along. And now the prevailing question is, well, there's two things here. Can he become a quasi-Chris Harris, or can he become Chris Harris? And two, can he become a ball hawk? Because your best corners, ask Chris Harris, not only are technician, they're technicians and are sound, but they'll get those takeaways uh, and become a nemesis for offenses. So that's one of my biggest things, like getting the ball this year, like sports interceptions. Uh, interceptions, scripting the ball, ripping the ball out of the Instead of batting the ball down this year, I'm going over two hands, trying to hop on the ball, getting interceptions, just trying to make turnovers, get the ball back to Pat, Tyreek, and, and Sammy, and Travis, and all those guys, so they can score more points. So that's one of my key areas of focus this year, uh, turnover. So here he is. He's turned into a solid corner. But the next step is can he become the solid corner that's the ball hawk? Um, in 29 games, he only has two interceptions, and he only has one forced fumble. And the defense overall, I'm going to dive into this more next week, where I'll tell you where I think the Chiefs could be really better as a team. They were 12-4 and four last year, fought through all these injuries, 
And how do they get to 14 and 2 or 15 and 1 and become the one seed? Remember, only one team gets a bye this mm-hmm. year. Um, and I'm going to tell you, there's some very practical ways to do it. But can he become, I mean, these guys are fighter pilots. I call them the Tuskegee Airmen of the NFL because they're in the P 51s uh, escorting the bombers, you know, in the last days of World War II. Um, but they have to have short memories. But Ward. He also, guys, I'm, I'm rambling here, but I'm, I'm just intrigued with this kid. Uh, he had seven uh, defensive holding calls last year that led the league. Most of those were in the beginning of the year. Mm. And in the playoffs, he did not have a single penalty. And think about the dudes he faced in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point in the quarterbacks. Uh, that's a really good point, Mitch Holtis. You know a guy in that secondary, Mitch, who... I, Daniel Sorensen's had way long, way a much better career and a longer career than when I first saw Daniel Sorensen, who seems to be one of those lunch pail guys. Yeah, way better athlete than people think. If you, if he, if I drove him to Des Moines this afternoon and we just had a workout at Drake Stadium, you'd go, "Oh my gosh, hmm. this guy's way more athletic than I'm." I'm I think um, can be explosive at times, and he does have the ball hawking ability. I mean, he's tormented Philip Rivers. I, he he picked him twice in Mexico City. I think he's got like five or six career interceptions against Rivers himself. I can think of explosive plays in 2016 against Drew Brees where he jumped Drew Brees' slant and took it all the way for a touchdown. Um, and now he's turned into kind of the box safety but can still play single high. He got a lot of crap in 18 because he played hurt basically broke his leg in training camp and still came back and gave up the winning touchdown in that 54-51 Monday night classic in Los Angeles. But overall, he's better than solid. But he's what I'm talking about with Chavarez because Sorensen is, yes, he's solid, but he'll sneak you. He'll he'll bite you with an interception or a pick six when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Going to be weird not having uh, Rivers in the division, isn't it? Well, okay. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yes, but... And he's a great guy, don't get me wrong, but he might be the most overrated quarterback in the league. Just because he is, he is we evaluate guys now because, and I shouldn't say it that much, uh, that's not true, but he gets a lot of love for throwing for 4,000 yards. Mm-hmm. A lot of picks, we've though. We've beaten him 10 out of 11 times. We've yeah. beat, I mean, if I walk you through tape, the pick six, is, yeah. uh, uh, there's too many sack strip fumbles. And yet he kept getting a pass. Well, it was the receiver's fault or special teams' fault. And if he just would protect the ball a little bit, um, uh, it he just he wants the gunsling, and he keeps. He's I said he's the neat kid in school that you're going with the prom, but he wrecks the car on prom night. Uh, he great guy. Don't get me wrong. Right. I don't want people to freak out. I just I'm just telling you. There's uh, if I was he just needed to be a little tighter with the ball, and that team would have been, I think, different, the Charger team, the last five years. Speaking of that, Mitch, who's the second-best quarterback in this division? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Mm. It is far and away. Is it Ken's guy, Drew Locke? You're looking at Oakland. You're looking at even Tyrod Taylor, who has had some success. Who is second-best? That's interesting because Carr came out this week and said you know, it was pretty vociferous. Uh, and he's, you know, he's sick of hearing all the haters and wants to prove himself um, right again. Remember, they were twelve and four in twenty and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty sixteen, they were they were twelve and four, and then he got hurt, and in the playoffs they had to play a backup, yeah. and they got smoked in the playoffs. But uh, because of the experience, maybe Carr. I, but I really so like too. Drew Locke's game, and I've known Drew Locke and his dad, you know, since 
these kids in junior high. I think Drew's got a real his ability to throw the deep pass, Trent, um, and hit a hit a defense like Mahomes can in those seven, eight, and nine routes. Not everybody can throw those passes, but Drew can, uh, and he gave them enough a glimpse of glim, glimpse of a hope last year with a good December. So, I, man, I'd call it a tie. I'm going to chintz out of this deal, but. I'm really interested to see what Carr does this year. Uh, Papa John's, uh, the sh- well, the Shaq's Pizza, they got yeah, that shakaroni. going. Shaq-a-roni. What else, Mitch uh, Holtis said? Papa John's. I can't get by the Shaq-a-roni. Okay. I'm on Shaq has got his own Papa John's Pizza. I'm staying right there. Yeah. It's like $12 for like the pizza of your life. Um, and Tom and Matt Donaldson and their managers have been great during this COVID time. They're like super safe. They've got... Um, and and this is always kind of the Iowa State Fair time of year. Yep. Um, I, I know it's different, but uh, man, the shakaroni is just kind of taking it to another level. So what people can do is maybe watch Super Bowl Fifty Four again, act like it's a <laughs> Hall of Fame game, yeah. put on the Iowa Iowa State game from a couple years ago, pick whatever team you want to win, and then choose that game, and then call out for some shakaroni. We will talk to you next. Bucks, and then a dollar goes back to the foundation. That's the way the that's.